0: And welcome along to The Misguided Student. Uh, My name is Craig Buchan and I'm your host. I am a person and that's all the interesting things there are to say about me. So more interestingly, I'd like to introduce you to my very special guest, Lisa. Thank you for coming along, Lisa. Hello. Happy to be here. I appreciate you agreeing to do this, even though you have very little idea what is actually going on. I don't know if you do either. No. Well, we'll see. Your blind show of faith in me feels very nice, if it is probably slightly misplaced. I should probably explain what the whole concept of the podcast is. Before I came to university, my parents gave me a book to take with me, which I did not do. I left it at home because the book was a student survival guide. And since it was written in 2003, it was basically pointless. I left it on the shelf and recently rediscovered it and had a bit of a laugh to myself about some of the advice and... Felt like maybe it could do with a bit of an update. So this is what we're doing here. Every episode we're going to go through chapter by chapter and look at what that chapter has to say and hopefully update it with some uh, advice and also laugh at how ridiculous this book is. So we're going to go through the first chapter today is the plan. And Um, what's
1: the first chapter on, Craig?
0: The first chapter is freshers.
1: So you might even say we're going to be giving them some fresher fresher
0: advice. Some, fre- Some
1: fresher, fresher advice.
0: <laughs> you might say that, but you definitely shouldn't. <laughs> um, this is obviously like quite fitting. It's the first chapter in the book. It's the first chapter of the podcast. And we met in Freshers' Week. Yeah. This is how we became Within friends. hours
1: of Freshers' Week, really.
0: Yeah, like on the first day. We got introduced because we were both from the same place. So yeah, I thought, who, nice. who better to talk about Freshers' Week with than the person who had the misfortune of getting stuck with me uh, for that week of their life and all the other weeks since. <laughs> okay, so uh, Freshers' Week, the first chapter. The first thing that you have in the book is a list of things to bring to university, mm. most of which you don't actually need anymore. Uh, passport photos, I feel like that is actually quite good, but you don't yeah. probably don't need the actual Probably don't need an actual photo anymore, no, just a, a, a phone, digital one is yeah. probably useful. I think I applied for all the stuff that I needed a passport photo for before I even came to uni. So, you know, I don't know how, how useful that is anymore.
1: Maybe it's more so you can hand them out to friends.
0: Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Just like, that's maybe There's that's how...
1: Passport photo for their wallet nice, wouldn't
0: it? Maybe that's how people made friends in 2003, was instead of like, imagine. instead of yeah. adding each other on Facebook, which is what you do now, you just...
1: Put their face in a book.
0: Put, yes, literal face in a, in a literal book. Mm. And you need the grumpiest, ugliest photo of you, which is everyone's passport photo. That's what you need to, to make that connection, I feel. Yeah. So maybe that's good advice then. I think, you know, I think that goes in the good advice column. <laughs> the next thing, the next thing on the list is fancy dress, which... I don't think many people actually do this, and you never, like, bringing a massive collection of fancy dress with you is a bit of a...
1: That's so weird.
0: It is a bit strange. Most people just kind of like...
1: I can't believe that's second on the list as well. Yeah, but... I thought it was going to be, like, toothbrush.
0: and Toothpaste. Mm. Yeah. Regular clothes. Yeah. Probably more helpful.
1: (laughs) Yeah, regular clothes would be good.
0: This is Edinburgh, where we live. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It's very cold here, so...
1: So you need regular clothes.
0: You need regular clothes. Yeah. The interesting thing about Fancy Dress is it's not just a, a list of things. It also has a bit of a weird comment that goes along with them. And I just thought their choice of like Fancy Dress as like the go-to Fancy Dress was just a bit weird. So what they've written here is, There will be numerous theme parties and nights out, so it's time to dust off that gorilla costume you've been dying to show off. <laughs> Lisa, how dying are you to show off your gorilla costume?
1: Well, now I am. If it's the thing that all hit people in 2003 were doing be funny if, so what What themed party would you, I guess animal themed, but gorillas quite high maintenance I think, it's, you get really hot. It's a
0: higher budget than any costume I've ever seen at a student party.
1: Most cat of, ears.
0: Yeah, cat ears, leopard print. Just drawing you know.
1: whiskers on you.
0: I once went to a musician themed party where you had to dress up as a famous musician. And I wore black trousers and a plain red jumper and went as a member of the Wiggles. <laughs> because it was... You just go for, like, the lowest effort, yeah, least yeah. likely to for something important to get lost or something.
1: But yeah. then maybe this is your way to stand out, you know?
0: Don't bring fancy dress. Just bring a gorilla costume and wear it to everything, even if it's not related to the yeah. theme. The next thing is an umbrella, which I suppose that sound, it raids sometimes. Yeah. The fourth thing on the list is... A mobile phone, and that's obviously very good advice. Now, like if you have a phone, that's helpful. But the it says mobile phone not essential. Some unis may have phones in each room.
1: Wow!
0: So you know, heard it here first. That's leave, crazy. Leave the iPhone at home. My, my, I
1: actually did do that. I lost my phone in Freshers Week. Oh no. I think.
0: That is a bad time to lose your phone.
1: No, no, I didn't lose my phone. Never mind. I lost my wallet,
0: Ah, my purse. Also a bad time to lose your purse. Yeah,
1: pretty essential.
0: I actually did have a landline phone in my room when I moved in to Halls, but I unplugged it immediately and put it on a shelf because who is using that? Like,
1: I don't like, think I had one in mine.
0: I didn't ever work out if it worked. C- could you actually c- call people on it? I never, you know. <laughs> do you have to pay like a phone bill if you have a landline? I feel like maybe Probably, you do. Probably, yeah. I unplugged it. It's not very <laughs> useful these days. Neither is the next thing, which is a map.
1: We use maps.
0: Yeah, but like on <laughs> your phone. No one's no one's showing up to university with an ordnance survey, are they? These days. You
1: know what, I actually think my dad did give me an Ordnance survey map when I moved away to uni. Really? <laughs> Maybe he's read this book. Well, Stupid. did you get lost at all on Fresh's Week? Mm. I remember actually that you, like I'm not someone that has a good sense of direction, and I was like really blown away. I feel like you didn't even look at your phone for a map to get to like the main Like, student union or anything.
0: But where we lived in Freshers, it was quite easy to get to uni. Like, it was just, like, walk down one road and then you get there.
1: That's too hard for me. I hadn't, you know, I wasn't weathered by my university experience. I didn't know how to walk.
0: Yeah, Learn to walk before you come to university. That's my advice. Um, And then of all the other random stuff that you have, like, your national insurance details, ID, a camera, they randomly have washing powder at the end which I feel is, like, a thing you can get when you're at uni, no? Yeah. I just thought that was a bit of a random thing to just stick on the end of the, the list. Thanks. What do you think's a good thing to bring to uni?
1: I think something to spice up, like, your accommodation, well, but...
0: A lot of this now is, like, quite redundant because you can just order things off the internet and have yeah. it be there in less than a week. Yeah. So you can get to uni, figure out what you need, and then if you don't have something you need, you can just order it. Mm. But I would rate going and getting some fairy lights. I did that. They cost, like, a, like less than a fiver or something, and... Yeah, it just makes it feel a bit cosier. Posters as well. But sometimes if you're in uni halls, they don't always let you I hang that much was stuff a, up.
1: a missed opportunity of this book not to put Student Survival Guide on the list of things you need to bring to uni. Because you didn't end up bringing it to uni, did you? Yeah,
0: but, you know, <laughs> it wasn't very helpful. Maybe it's just self-awareness. They know that the book is uh, yeah, utterly pointless. And I think this book is actually for parents that's my that's my theory at the minute, because my parents helped help me out with packing stuff up for uni and I'm like, have you got this? Have you got this? Maybe you should take this? I think this book should really be advising parents what to do to make sure their child doesn't get killed in the first week of uni because this <laughs> the target audience of this I didn't buy this, I would never have bought this because all of this is available for free on the internet, yeah and in a form that's not dated 2003 and thus redundant so maybe that's who this is actually for mm-hmm. this is titled what freshers week consists of getting drunk okay accurate yes Or it was accurate for things me things
1: have not changed
0: no enrollment uh, yes. i did, we did that online i think i yeah, I, there, was,
1: there were various tasks to do online or in the week that I don't... Like, registering for a GP, I remember doing that.
0: That is also on the list.
1: Yeah, and I remember queuing a long time because every student wanted to go to, like, the main student GP.
0: Yeah, this is the thing that... I don't know if... Maybe this is an Edinburgh thing where Edinburgh tell you that you need to register with the uni medical practice. Yeah. Which is nonsense. No. You, you don't. Like, you're entitled to register for any medical practice that the catchment area... Covers your halls, so I registered for a different one that was still like across the road from most of the uni buildings, mm-hmm. and there was not a queue. I walked in, picked up the form, went home, filled in the form, wow. and then the next day I handed it in. It was it involved no queuing.
1: I made friends in the queue though, so that's nice.
0: Do you still speak to them?
1: Well, one of them is my flatmate. Are we were already- at so, yes. Yeah, we were already friends, but you know, we developed the friendship during that queue. Right, it's a warm memory in my heart.
0: How many people do you think you talk to in Freshers Week that you never talked to? since? Oh,
1: so many. At
0: least a hundred. Yeah. Well, okay, maybe. Well, maybe well, that's a bit much. does it count if but... you
1: just if you just like say what your name is to them.
0: Yes. Okay. I think if that counts, then probably touching a hundred.
1: That's crazy.
0: People worry. I think. I mean, I'm worried about this. I think it's a very natural thing to worry about making friends when you go to uni because it's a total change of scenery and you don't know anyone there. Yeah. But you literally meet so many people in the first week. Yeah, Just by make like,
1: friends even if you don't like them, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there will be someone there that you can talk to. And everybody else is in the same situation. This brings us nicely on to meeting people, which is the next section. Mm. Uh, yeah, it says that there are four questions that you end up asking people over and over again. Your name... Oh, can I guess them? Oh, yeah, guess them. That's more fun.
1: <laughs> um, what's your name? What do you study? Yes. Where are you from? Yes. Oh, would you like to be friends with me? <laughs> I don't know. What's no, the last No, but name? that should be where, the bonus. Where do you, where's your accommodation? Yes. Ah, oh, easy. I definitely had that conversation at least, like, 40 times.
0: I find it quite amusing that that hasn't changed since yeah.
1: 2003. <laughs> oh, isn't that sad? I just got so exhausted with talking to people by the end of it. Then you have the conversation where you're all like, I'm so exhausted about asking people what like what you do, but what do you do? So it was nice to get past that, you know?
0: At what point does saying, oh, I know I feel like I ask people this all the time and i always talking about this, but what holes are you in? At what point does that become more cliche than just asking yeah. someone what holes they're in?
1: Well, then you have to start saying, I know that I say all the time that I know that I say all the time. <laughs> then you just get yourself into a spiral, really. So it's best to just keep it keep it classic.
0: Anyway. <laughs> it has a list of tips for meeting people. Okay. Smile and be approachable. Yes. Make an effort to introduce yourself to people. I feel like half the battle is just like making yourself go up and like start talking yeah. to a random stranger. That's quite difficult to do. Yeah. But it does help. Like you do, if you do go and speak to random people, like some of them will, some of them will not turn out to be your friend, but maybe one of them eventually will.
1: Yeah. Did you ever have this where like you'd go somewhere, everyone seemed to already have made their group of friends, and then you like you were just like, where did you? It's like the second day of uni. How did this happen? How are there already groups in our year? But that's what it felt like.
0: Yeah, I mean people just end up in random groups of random people that they never yeah. end up talking to again and just because they're having a nice time, they look like they've known them for a long time but I think actually they probably just met them a few <laughs> hours ago and I just like going I am just. I don't have any actual friends here so I'm just going to pretend that we are friends for yeah. the day or something. Did you ever feel homesick in the first week of uni?
1: Honestly, no, I don't think I did. I was quite desperate to get out of Aberdeen. That's where I'm from, by the way. Yeah, right. <laughs> I d- I honestly don't think I felt homesick but also I think I went home the next weekend because I had cause i playing a band guys and I had a gig in Aberdeen so that's that's actually still a fresh week story though because I was so hungover and tired that I missed my train to Aberdeen and I turned up late for the gig oh dear. So don't do that get sleep if you have a job
0: <laughs> The book has a section about gap years Oh Basically, this, the advice is that no one is interested in your gap year. They don't want to know mm-hmm. your day-to-day briefing of 11 months in Thailand. Which is true. Uh, I don't yeah. want to know that. Yeah. Or I didn't want to know that in Freshers' Week.
1: No. It just made me feel sad that I didn't go on one. Yeah. <laughs> Did you feel... Like, I felt like the majority of people were older than us when we went to uni. Because ma- I was 17. You were 17. The majority of people were And you just older turned 18. Yeah. In that August.
0: i had actually never been... In a nightclub until freshers week, I did not know what to do. It was weird. It didn't go very well.
1: What nightclub did you go to? I don't
0: know if you can count Big Cheese, which is the students' association run <laughs> club. Oh, night. that's I, ex-
1: That you could call that a nightclub.
0: Well, I decided to go clubbing on my own on like the first night or like the oh, second night of freshers, whoa. and I just like m- made friends with people in the queue who promptly ditched me once we were inside, oh. and so I was just like wandering around a bit aimlessly all night, and then went home.
1: That's, that is bold. Yeah. I would not have the confidence to do that.
0: Yeah, I I had nothing else to do for the evening, so Mm. I was just like, may as well, but, yeah. It involved queuing for a really long time in the cult, and I guess it could have been better if I'd known what I was doing a bit more. And I I probably had to figure out how going clubbing worked.
1: Yeah, rule number one of clubbing, I think, is don't go by yourself.
0: Uh, The next section is about joining clubs, which I think is a great way of making friends. Oh
1: yeah, definitely.
0: The main areas that you make friends are your halls, your course, and then societies and clubs.
1: Yeah, and I would say that for us, it was definitely not halls. I'd say for me, it's was Death in My Course, and then, yeah, Societies.
0: The the book has a warning that says, be careful not to join too many clubs, as it will be expensive and you won't have time to do everything. Which I fundamentally disagree with, that's just, that is bad advice. Because what we I did joined was... joined a lot. Like, they had like a, like a Societies Fair in Freshers' Week. I assume that's a thing that's yeah. pretty common. And I just basically signed up for like as much stuff because most societies want members and want to get people in the door so they don't make you pay money up front mm. so you can try a bunch of stuff out before you have to pay membership yeah, and then make people, the decision like, before you pay most
1: things will have like a few taster sessions and stuff anyway before
0: definitely go to like a bunch of different taster sessions and see what's cool and see what's going on especially in first year typically that's the year where you have a bit more time mm-hmm. and your degree is a bit less intense I'm a fourth-year now, so doing, like, dissertations and stuff. You're a medic.
1: I thought I was so, like, time-deprived when I was in first-year, and then I look at my life now, and I'm like, silly. Silly me.
0: Yeah. It's definitely a good idea to... Do you
1: do any... Do you do any societies now? Yeah, you do the... Yeah, I do the student
0: newspaper. I still do a little bit of Ultimate Frisbee. I picked that up in Freshers' Week by going to a taster session and thought it was really cool. Played a lot in first-year, and then not so much anymore. But, yeah, you can... You can go to a bunch of different societies. I, I, I don't think you should limit joining societies. You should really just join. Yeah. Because also probably a lot of people end up in societies because the people there are cool. Like that's how I ended up sticking with Frisbee is because the people there that I met were really nice and seemed like cool people who I wanted to talk to more. So I just kept playing Frisbee.
1: Um, like it's a really good way to make friends because there will be other first years, but then there will be other years as well.
0: On the subject of Frisbee... Frisbee is a really good sport to pick up at uni if you want to do a sport you've never played before. Because pretty much nobody <laughs> has played it before they get to uni. And so everyone's a beginner, so you're, you're starting from scratch. Mm. I mean, a lot of people probably play sports at school a lot more than I ever did. And want to play sport at uni and they just continue the same sport. But if you're looking for a new sport, I think rogue, rogue sports.
1: Another one that I, I didn't do but I heard was good was like kickboxing. Yeah, because again, not many people do that, <laughs> like in school, obviously. So,
0: a friend I have from school who goes to a different university took up kickboxing there, and really enjoyed it, and still does it now that they've graduated. The book makes a point about uh, initiations. It says uh, initiation is gradually becoming an outdated practice. Oh. Which. So I never had one. Frisbee, Edinburgh never had an initiation process there was never really any hazing or anything like that
1: i mean i guess the initiation i would remember would be this is a me- medic specific thing but like the adoption night but it wasn't like
0: right so ex- explain what adoption night is though okay it's... so
1: every medic gets uh, parents um, and often siblings in your own year and you've got an adoption night and a re- revenge night so an adoption night which was actually my 18th birthday right. um unfortunate he... timing <laughs> classically the, like you can opt out and you can also pick parents basically you get like bios of parents so you can pick parents who like don't drink or like have said that they'll be nice or whatever but like classically it's the opportunity for the parents to basically get you incredibly drunk and like do random challenges and
0: my opinion is that it's a dumb yeah. thing that just shouldn't exist i don't understand why you would do that when you're trying to encourage people to to join your society and join yeah. your sport I guess with like established sports that people played in school, people want to play and want to compete. And so we'll do it no matter how mean you are to them. Yeah, speak. it
1: feels hard to like really say much about it if I haven't really, like, I don't know. I don't think I know enough people that have ever had a proper hazing or anything.
0: Yeah. It's interesting that in 2003, they're talking about it mm-hmm. gradually becoming an outdated practice. And I feel like I would describe it the same way now which maybe is not yeah. becoming more outdated. It's I think just, you
1: can definitely avoid it.
0: Yeah, it is, it is possible to avoid it. It shouldn't happen at all, but uh, unfortunately it does. And the fact that they're, st- they're talking about in 2003 that it's phasing out mm-hmm. and it still hasn't phased out, maybe it's j- just not going to go away in the immediate future, unfortunately. They have a section about value for money. Societies are cheap ways of doing activities. They're all or yeah. cheaper ways of doing activities than doing it outside of uni, and that point is good. Like just the way that the book has just worded it is just really weird. So th- they're saying that they joined, I think, windsurfing, and talking about how it was cheap and um, the membership only cost like fifteen quid, which that was two thousand three, so that's probably like three hundred pounds in today's money. But uh, yeah. <laughs> They joined the Windsurfing Society because, quote, we were tempted by the sexually wetsuit-clad boys at the society stand, end quote. Ooh. Lisa, have you ever been tempted to do anything by a sexually wetsuit-clad boy?
1: All the time. Frequently. Just last night. (laughs) No. 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 I'm going to leave that in. I'm not going to cut that out. (laughs) Um, No, of course not. But... I can't say I wouldn't be swayed. I just have never seen a sexually wet, wetsuit clad boy, really.
0: Are wetsuits sexy?
1: Yeah, they're, you know, skin tight.
0: Okay. <laughs> like, attractive people exist in all societies. I don't think it's a exclusively windsurfing thing. I don't know that that's <laughs> would have been an... I don't know that that would have convinced me to join windsurfing. Mm. I don't know. I just thought it was really weird that that was like... That their motivation for doing it was that and not <laughs> windsurfing. windsurfing. Yeah, because yeah, windsurfing okay, looks fun. Okay,
1: yeah, I agree with you.
0: Yeah, they also said that the wild punch parties, three-legged pub crawls, and skinny dipping led to some, and this is in, like, speech marks, close-knit friendships. I don't think they're interested in windsurfing. I'm going to go out on a limb here.
1: <laughs> there must have just been some really attractive people there.
0: Maybe they actually weren't that attractive, but... If you're writing the book, you can make them as attractive as you want. I don't know anybody that was a windsurfer in Cardiff in 2003, so I can't claim to know better on that. And also kind of weird that my parents gave me this book.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't... I, I don't think they, they don't read it didn't first. not read it, no.
0: Spoiler for later episodes of the pod. There is other stuff in the book that my parents definitely didn't read before they gave it to me. Okay, they have a section about leaving people behind, people from home, mm. leaving others behind, which, you know, it can be difficult, etc. The book's advice on this is actually pretty standard. The bit I found interesting was this in the section about leaving your girlfriend's slash boyfriend behind. I don't have any advice to offer about whether you should break up or stay together. That's, you know, not my place to say. But, you know, you don't have to break up. You could try and stay together. And the book makes the point that staying in touch has never been easier, which is true, it, it never has. Because you have access to free email at university <laughs> and there is always phoning and writing.
1: Oh, isn't that nice? A simpler yeah. time.
0: There's also Tinder now. There's also ways of keeping in touch now that you are much better. Keep up
1: with your long distance boyfriend or girlfriend via Tinder.
0: Well, no, I'm saying like you could use Tinder instead of keeping up with your...
1: Oh, Oh, I see.
0: I'm not here to judge. Okay. I'm just, you know just giving people the options. There are benefits of being apart though, apparently. You appreciate your partner more, you learn to be more independent, and you have the chance to fill other aspects of your life more fully. It must be quite hard to be the boyfriend or girlfriend at home or wherever when your partner is having their freshest week mm. because freshest week's really busy yeah mostly busy with like doing social stuff that's like really fun and where you're like at a bar or at some like sport taster session or yeah. you know doing something fun and interesting and so you probably actually don't have a lot of time and it is probably like quite a difficult time in a relationship when somebody like moves away the next session section is about flatmates from hell do you have flatmates from hell? No. No, me neither. I quite like my flatmates. I got quite lucky.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'd say so too.
0: I've heard like a lot of horror stories. I think you have to be prepared that the people that you live with that don't know you, especially in Freshers' Week, are going to do things that will annoy you. Mm-hmm. And you just have to, you know...
1: And also that you're going to do things that will annoy them. Yeah, Let's exactly. not forget
0: that. You have to be a bit lenient because... You have to give them a bit of slack because you know that you'll need it yourself. Nobody has zero annoying flatmate habits. But you can find friends in lots of other places.
1: It's probably statistically more likely that you won't get on with your flatmates.
0: Yeah. But I think you don't have to be best mates with them for living with them to be perfectly fine. Mm. One of my current flatmates in their first year flat didn't really speak to or make friends with other people in, in their flat They spoke just nice to each other in the kitchen and stuff like that, but they never really, like, hung out. But that is fine because you can have a perfectly fine, like, living experience like that because you have friends from other areas of uni. Like, you'll quickly make friends on your course or from societies. If you're struggling to make friends, the best thing you can do is go join a new society. I think that's advice not just for Freshers' Week as well.
1: Mm. Yes, Also, don't worry if it takes longer to make friends than it it shows in the movies, you know?
0: Yeah. It's hard (laughs) to make... Friendships are like actual relationships with other humans. So, it's not really... you can't really just come up with that immediately.
1: And also, it's very different because, like, normally people in school that you're friends with, you've known for a long time. And, like, you're around them a lot.
0: Going to uni is hard people go into uni expecting it to be the best time of their life but a lot of freshers week is like being hung over and doing life admin
1: yeah and just being stressed that you're not having enough fun
0: yeah <laughs> i would say that that probably the advice i would most give someone about freshers week is to just be quite relaxed about it as much yeah. as you can and not be too stressed out if everything doesn't go to plan because it's not going to go to plan like n- no nights out i went on in freshers week went to plan no not every day has to be the best day of your life. Like, some days, you can just be hungover and not want to leave the house, or you will just have to stand in a long queue to register for a doctor, or something daft like that. Like, that stuff will has to happen in Freshers' Week too. But also, like, if you're not having a good time in Freshers' Week, that's not the end of the road. Things will get oh, better, because yeah. you will it's eventually literally meet people. It's just a week, isn't it? Yeah, exactly.
1: If Freshers' Week is the best week of your uni life, then you're doing something wrong. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Because the whole point is that you're there to do, like, actual uni, right? And once you have made better friends with people and end up in, like, actual close friendships with people that you actually like, Mm. then uni gets much more fun, I think. That's more exciting than Freshers' Week. But because there's not, like, a week where that happens that's clearly defined, it's not, like, a thing that you look forward to. Like, you've been building up to Freshers' Week for months before you go. There's so much... Lore about it. It's kind of like a mythical type <laughs> thing, really. Yeah. Also, I don't know. I can't really explain how I never put this together, but Freshers Week still exists. Like for the other years that you're at uni, yeah. like the, all the club nights, they're not Freshers only. Like you can just go and do Freshers Week stuff in second, mm-hmm. third, fourth year, post grad, like masters, PhD, whatever. You can when you've graduated, even you could probably still go to the events. Yeah. So you don't need to feel like this is your one freshers week and you have to get it right people i met in the line to go clubbing in freshers week were fourth years who just liked that club night <laughs> and went to the freshers one you can still do stuff like that when you're older freshers yeah, i Week's definitely
1: the- went to freshers big cheese like this year last year
0: It, but it's, it's difficult that's the thing uh that that no one actually told me was you know it can be it can be quite hard and you shouldn't feel bad that you're struggling with it because it is actually just difficult, and everyone finds it difficult. They just don't say because they want to come across like they're not having a good time or that they're struggling with a thing that everyone else looks like they're enjoying, but everyone is in the same boat. It's like a, it's one of those situations where like everyone pretends that they're having the best time of their life, which makes everyone feel worse that they're not having the best time of their life, but everyone is faking it or maybe they're not. Maybe someone <laughs> has actually genuinely had the best week of their life in freshers week.
1: The thing is that I don't really remember freshers week that well. And I think that's probably like a good indicator that it's not that important.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. I would say like it's a medium tier week. There are better weeks. Like Christmas that week but is definitely better than <laughs> freshers week by a lot. That is god tier <laughs> week.
1: Any other any other important things?
0: That's all the book says about Freshers Week. That's good. What do you have any Freshers Week stories Freshers Week that you'd stories. like to enlighten us with?
1: Um, I guess when I went up Arthur C. and I left my purse there with my ID, my card, my keys, and my little fob to get into the like uh, dining room place. That was a fun day.
0: Don't leave your wallet on the side of a hill. That's our advice. Yeah.
1: Don't do that. And also it was just really embarrassing because I think I'd been gone from home like four days and I called up my parents and I just, ha- I just told them and they were like, how is she going to survive the entire year? Like she can't even keep herself together <laughs> for, for that many days. But gets better, got better. Never did that again.
0: Never doing it. The first time would have been better, but I'm glad that you've never. In done fact, it I
1: think I never. I think from then I never went up Arthur's Seat with my purse. I always left it at home.
0: Wow, it's God for life. Yep. Yeah. Right. So our key, as week advice then for the listeners is: don't leave your purse on the side of a hill. Because purses are useful. Yes. Join windsurfing because everyone there is really attractive. Yeah. Wear a gorilla suit sometimes.
1: (laughs) Wear a gorilla suit as much as you possibly can. Yeah. And have fun.
0: (laughs) No, don't have fun. (laughs) Don't. I, I think you should have a terrible Freshers' Week. I think that's my advice. The next chapter is studying. Oh. Thank you for listening. I'll see you soon. Bye.
1: Bye.